Formula One is on its way to Qatar, bro. Yeah, it's an exciting time, man. It's a new track. You know, I thought a lot of the drivers with the short turnout would just head straight to Qatar, but it seems that's not the case. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, Lewis I and Valtteri are both in Monaco. Are you sure? Well, Valtteri is in Monaco, like on his story. And Lewis, his story looks like he's in Monaco, too. I mean, he, he just looks like he's on a beach, no? Those, it's like the same beach he runs on in Monaco. I've just, listen. He could still be in Brazil, really. No, no, no. The old, that beach is the one he always runs out of Monaco, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. You're the biggest Lewis fan. I, I follow it. But it's like, I was looking, flight time, direct flight, like obviously private, from Monaco to Qatar, it's not that close. It's like a seven, eight-hour flight. But, yeah. I mean, when you're flying private, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Wednesday, like I said. As long as you're there by Wednesday. So, they're probably arriving there today. Get the, They'll get their bodies in line on for actually qualifying. I mean, it only takes one day to just to eight hours, right? Doesn't yeah, I guess if you leave, I mean, it's a, it is an eight-hour trek. Like, whether you're driving, flying, like, eight hours is, it, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's not like you're doing, like, a 12 or 18-hour, like, time adjustment. Like, in reality. I think they're only going uh, forward, like, an hour. Yeah, so then who cares? Yeah, the time difference isn't much. It's just, for me, it's, um, I guess there's nothing to do out by the track. Because yeah. it's uh, how many, what, 20 plus miles from fucking Doha? You're Doha? really interested in, like, the side part of F1 and what these drivers do. Eh? You always bring Listen, up the, the where, where, where are they going tonight, where are they flying in. There's just, it's not like, you know, other sports where, you know, you show up at the arena and you fly to a different city within the same country. It's not just different countries. We're talking different continents. So that means, just think about this. This is why it amazes me. We're going from South America to Europe to Asia. Mm-hmm. Three continents in a week. But you're on a private flight. Yeah, but to me, it's just like mind-boggling. Three continents, one week. Yeah, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're only making an hour time difference, it's just an eight-hour flight. Like, you're yeah, sitting exactly. for eight hours. It's, it's just amazing to think like, about how, how much travel is in the sport. Yeah, I get it. I mean, if there's no time difference or one-hour time difference, then the eight-hour doesn't bother me. I thought there was actually time difference. Like... If you're telling me that he flew into Maybe South it's America more than one hour. Don't fact check me on that. I mean, or go fact check me on that. But it's definitely, um, it's a ways of ways. I mean, you also know that Lewis takes a millions of these videos. So he could just be posting it fraudulently. Very, very fair. He but could anyways, be. let's not get too twisted into my whole fascination about the travel and the, all, all that. Um, we're going to Qatar. We're in the third race of a triple header. So much rides on these last three races. So I mean, what, so much is ridden on every single race that's been raced since the beginning of the season. Bro. I know, I know. It's like, we keep talking about this narrative that every race matters, that this race matters more, but it's like, they all matter the same because it's a tight championship fight, right? So we'll jump into the narrative of the championship fight and what it's going to look like. Let's first talk about the track because we usually, that's what we usually do. We talk about the track, right? You, we've obviously both looked at the track. Who Not is this up. track favorite towards, in your opinion? I think it's, um, when you look at that long straight, I automatically think Mercedes. That's fair. You come round that corner, and it's a pretty high-speed corner into that long straight. No, that's a mid-speed. It's not that hard of a curve. You're talking about when you start on the, the first lap? No, no. When you're ending the, the, the track, 
yeah, when you come into when you that get straight, into the first, yeah, yeah, that, that's that, a, it's a high speed corner into a long straight, and then it's mediums all, all the way all pretty the, much all the way yeah. through, yeah, which is Red Bull favored. Medium corners are Red Bull favored. So it feels like the track is very even, to be honest with you. Like, I think we'll really find out. But when you just look at the track, medium and low speed corners favor Red Bull. Sector That's, two is going to be definitely Red Bull's going to win on the That ties. whole M, that whole thing is Red Bull favored. But Mercedes has that long, I think there's two high speed corners. Yeah. As soon as you leave the S, there's the first high speed corner, there's a little bend. And then, boom, you're right at that corner you were just talking about. So I think both teams will have a very have very strong points on this track. Only one DRS zone. Kind of weird. You don't need a lot of DRS zones when you have that much straights. That whole second half of the map, the back half, the fir- the if you want to look at this from 75 or 80% down to 20%, so from the back, the last 20% of the first of the lap to the first 20 or 30%, it's all straights. Yeah. So, like, you'll have your chance, or high-speed corners, you'll have your chance to overtake. I don't think you need that much DRS zones. I think if you put in two DRS zones, it'd be unfair. Yeah. Can you imagine having DRS through that whole last... Yeah, that, I guess, I guess. Um, so pretty even because it's the tale of two tracks within one. One half is Red Bull favorite. One half is Mercedes favorite. We don't know what's going to happen with this penalty. What penalty? The max penalty. Oh, that he's not getting a penalty, bro. You really don't think so? No, bro. Come on. F- F1 is... F1 hates on Lewis, bro. Like, I think, whether I think it's there's a, a penalty raci- coming. Whether it's racial issues or whatever it is. Listen, he deserves a penalty. Will he get one? No. There was no investigation. Well, it's all, it's the investigation's now happening. But let me ask you this: How can you appeal when there was no investigation? Well, they've appealed it, so that means that, and the appeal hasn't been dismissed. No, so but what I'm saying to you is, no, I'm talking about F1. I'm talking in general. How can you, in theoretic, in theoretically, how can you appeal a court case that's never been opened? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. You, sure, that that's obviously what has happened, but the reality is. It's now being looked at. Is it there's though? pressure? But is I mean, it? I feel like there's now pressure for the stewards to do something because you can't just dismiss it. You can't dismiss it. That's what they did in the race. They may, but they. I feel like if they were going to dismiss it, they would have dismissed it already. My whole point is that for sure, Mercedes should appeal as they did. But the thing is that I think that us and all the F1 fans were overlooking, and I just thought about it like probably an hour ago, is. They never opened up a case, so they can just throw out the appeal. They're like, we never opened up the investigation, so yeah. we can just throw I it think, out. I um, think you've got pressure from fans, but also, you know, almost every F1 media outlet that I've looked at has said that there should be a penalty. Like, if it's that obvious, I mean, it almost looks, it's so obvious to a point that it makes... F1 look like they're fixing this. But F1 doesn't care, though. Exactly. Because we, 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 we've known that F1 does whatever it wants. <laughs> F1 does what they want. They control the narrative at all times. They, I don't feel like the F1 cares about politics like some other leagues in the world. Like the, like the If they want Max to win, Max is going to win. I don't think it's like that. I just think they don't care like from pressure on maybe one call. Because like realistically, Lewis won that race. And that penalty is not going to make or break the organization, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to obviously stir some heads. It's going to have some conversation. But um, F1's probably like, whatever. People are going to be mad for a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? Fair. Okay. So, you know what? Forget the penalty. Um, it, it could happen, but I can just see F1 doing that. Like, I, I agree with you. I think there should be a penalty. If it does, it'll be five seconds. But I just see F1 just saying, I don't care. Yeah. Honestly. So, practice is tomorrow. Yep. Um, do we see... Do we see a lot of action? Obviously, the drivers have never been here before. Brand new circuit. 
Um, do you think we're going to see a few hiccups, maybe a couple spins? Max maybe a crash? 50 G's into a wall? <laughs> the narrative of Max 50 G's into a <laughs> wall. By the way, actually, you know what? I actually want to talk about that penalty. Um, it actually, you would actually be very interested in this. So, F1's rules are they, they have to be within track limits, right or wrong. That's right. So, if Max's move didn't keep him on the track, shouldn't that automatically be a penalty? It should, but I think the fact that both drivers went off the track. But that what- doesn't matter. His own move that he did to defend couldn't stay on the track. So he's driving unsafe for himself, let alone a next driver he's defending against. That's why it's an obvious penalty. <laughs> but I'm saying, but, but using that logic alone, he wasn't even driving within track limits. No, he exceeded track limits. Exactly. So, but that, that was my whole point. Because he was defending too long. Yeah, he was defending too long. So he put Lewis's life, in, that's driving He put both of them in a dangerous position. Exactly. So That's why it's like, how is this not a... Exactly. It's, it's just, anyways. But the logic alone leaves it at that it should be... A penalty, ready. But, but anyways, sorry, what was your question? Ask me again. So, because the drivers aren't familiar with the track, and obviously you oh, yeah, can, spend as, much, oh, yeah, you can spend as much time in the sim as, as possible, but it's not the same until you get there. So, yeah. do you think, and we've seen it on some other tracks this year, do you think there'll be um, I'm gonna you know, say no. a couple hiccups in Bef- practice? Before you even continue, I'm going to say no. You know why? There's places like Spa, there's places like Mexico, uh, sorry, Brazil with elevation. This place is pretty flat. Yeah, I don't so, think there's any elevation. Yeah, to there's your elevation. I mean, there the it's a little narrow from what we've heard. The track's a little narrow. Yeah, and that's really a theme with all the the last few races. Like they're very narrow, and they've got like the barricade fences going all the way up. I don't think there's elevation. I think every driver's been in their car long enough. It's been almost a full year where I don't see any big hiccups. I, I really don't. I I think that some teams will struggle on this track because you have a you have high downforce and you have high it, um, and you have the high drag. You like either one can work. Do you think drivers that have been around, the Alonzos, Reichens, Lewis, Matt, experienced drivers, when they go to certain tracks, obviously the staples like Spa and Silverstone, that have been around forever, that they just know the track so well that they're almost naturally just the corners they know. When you hit a new track, like you have to experience that for the first time and you might think oh i got a i got a right coming up but it's a left so no you get mixed up so my opinion is no other than what comes to elevation i think they've been doing it so long that if they see a certain angle and the way it comes it's natural because think about this you're behind the wheel coming out of the speed the speed trap clocking it over 300 kilometers an hour and it's like so in the actual presence you see the corner so you're reacting Whereas if it's a track, you know, are you even paying attention to physically seeing the track? Yeah, you have to, or are you just I on think you natural instincts? I think you have to be locked in or you, you're just going to die. Because I feel like certain tracks, these drivers have it down to like, it's just see, I see the reason I don't think. You got to react on this track for the first time. I, I don't think that's true for any track because your tires are different every single time. Your mm-hmm. car engine power is different every time because, you know, engines are great over the season. So I don't think any driver relies just on natural instincts. It might be more natural instincts, but I think every driver is completely locked in and they have to be very cognizant of what's going around them. Like, I, I, that's how I think about it. Now, listen, we'd love to get someone on the show. You know, maybe our boy Giovanazzi, but Yo, Giovanazzi, before Formula E starts next season. <laughs> we, let's manifest us getting Giovanazzi on the show, but... I'm going to reach out to Antonio. I'd love... Yeah, we should. We should call him Giovanazzi and see what he says. Be like, 
<laughs> You'll probably like just hang up the Zoom call and be like, I'm, I'm leaving. A bunch of idiots. <laughs> Basically. But Full of wankers. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, bro. That's a Gunther thing. What do you, who do you think would be a better guest? Horner or Gunther? Obviously Gunther. But Horner, we could just make fun of. Horner would get like mad and upset where Gunther would just laugh at us. No, I think time. Gunther would just swear at us and cuss at us. But I'm saying, what do you think would be more fun for us? Would it be fun hearing Gunther no, like, or making fun of Horner? Because it would just get uncomfortable with Christian. No, because I'd be more comfortable saying, why do you always cry? Yeah, but then I feel like he he's soft and you'd get upset about it. <laughs> That's okay, but you could just ask him like, why Gunther, does- I could I feel like we could actually joke about him going to the scrapyard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no, I think I think he's hanging up on us. I think he's calling us a bunch of wankers and hanging up on us at that point. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I, I think this would be an interesting track. I don't think anybody gets into major incidents. And when I we got I, blessed with the incidents in Brazil. Yeah, it, Brazil was amazing. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna retract. I don't want Max to go 50 G's into the wall. Just 10 G's into the wall. Don't want any injuries. Listen, whatever G's is, as long as it's safe. As long as it's safe. That, I that, mean, it's not I, gonna be safe. But like, no, it just can no be injuries. Safe. You, you, it could be safe. You can just damage a little wheel. You know what I mean? You know, like his, uh, like his, was it? It was in, uh. Abu Dhabi last year when he just slightly knocked into the wall. Yeah, you know, saying as long was as that Abu no, Dhabi? No, I don't. I don't think it was Abu Dhabi. That, that was where George raced secure. Yeah, secure. You know when it he just slightly just went into the went into the wall. That's all we want. So there is a short run into turn one. Yes, that's very interesting, and that's what we always love is the traffic off the right off the checkered. I mean, sorry, the traffic right out of lets lights out and away we go. Is always shout out to Crofty. You know, shout out to Crofty is always just crazy because you have twenty cars trying to fit into turn one. So there, no matter what race it is, there's always potential for drama. You think pole position is very important in this one because that narrow? Um, is pole starting on the inside or the outside? I'm pretty sure it's starting on the outside. Well, the problem with starting on pole, I mean, I think you're for most of most tracks are on the outside is. I I honestly have started to realize like maybe pole's not always the best. I man. disagree with you. I think it just depends on your start. Because remember, if you start on the outside and come in, you're coming out faster on the acceleration. That's true. Right? So then you really get to take off, right? So if you make that turn and you get the best start, you're gone while there's while the inside is like slow is coming out that corner slower, right? Because he's got to go wide. He's got to break yeah. it and go wide, right? So I think it just depends how you start. Now, for Lewis, he's been impeccable with his starts. I think he jumped three spots on the last one. All the AWS, shout out to Amazon, you know, it's pretty cool that. to see that. His starts have been on point. So, so I this will is say, why Lewis needs P1. I actually don't think he needs pole. I do think that long enough straight will be, will give Mercedes a little bit of an advantage to make up more time. Do you think Red Bull's worried because Mercedes has got this newfound pace with the new engine plus the drag reductive system, like the, the DRS with the wing? Do you think they're worried about this track? Well, we discussed this earlier, but the real thing is the suspension, right? So um, they for sure are because Christian Horner said just after Cota, right around Cota, that Mercedes' new suspension that allows the car to flatten out more, which gives them more straight line speed um, when they're going at high speeds, is very scary on the last track. So, you know what? I've said it's over. I still think it's over because I just think Max is going to hit in Lewis. But I'd be shocked if Mercedes doesn't win the championship. let, I I think I'm feeling much better about the constructors, obviously. But let's just talk about the scenario now. So if Lewis finishes first and Max is second, 
Um, you know, we're talking seven points, and then who knows where fastest lap ends up. But seven points, I mean, Lewis has literally got to finish first all the last three races. He just need to, he needs to finish first in the last two and beat Max in the next one. So they can finish four or five, but yeah. no, but he need, no, fastest laps too. Fastest laps count. Of course, I mean, a point. Right? Vatas into Max would help too. Yeah. You know what? I will come on and say we are doing a preview. This is a Mercedes one too. It's a Mercedes one too. Mercedes one too. I feel like Bottas is gonna prove me wrong. Bottas has heard his chatter in his head. Valtteri. Valtteri just knows people have been talking negatively about him. But I actually think it may be Lewis in two. But I do like if you had to give up a percentage, I put Valtteri one. I put Lewis two, about seventy to thirty. But I do think it will be a Mercedes one two. Which, which won't help with Lewis Listen, at all. that's super optimistic. But that won't help Lewis out at all. Why? Because then he's only three points ahead three of Max. Three points, that's yeah. right. 18-15. I just have yeah. a feeling strategy-wise... Yeah, but it, come on. If Valtteri's first, team orders, bro. No, I, I more mean like Valtteri's going to get away and Lewis is going to be battling Max. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I, I, but anyways, let's continue on. So, we're obviously going to be covering, you know... Quali, quali race. race, practice will be interesting. Can't wait to watch. It's going to be super quali? early. What? You think people call it quali too? They call it qualifying. Oh, it's quali, bro. It's called quali around the world? I think that's a global okay. thing. Cool. Um, you know, if, if you think we're wrong, just hit us up. Uh, I want to talk about this battle now uh, because it obviously hasn't really been fair between Ferrari and McLaren of late. It's not fair. Listening to post-race, both drivers, I listened to Lando and I listened to Ricardo. All 20 drivers are competitors. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ricardo especially is always just a fun guy. Mm-hmm. He was really, he's really upset. Like you could hear in his voice, like just mad and pissed off. Yeah. I think with Ricardo though, it's a little different because he didn't get a DNF. They thought they had a strategy to, to beat both of them with a one stopper. Right. That, yeah. That's what McLaren thought. So I think that. Just my own opinion. No, no expertise. I think that they they would have had a shot, and he's mad because he didn't finish. He had yeah. a DNF because he had a crack in his chassis somewhere. Chassis, sorry. I really think McLaren is going to beat Ferrari this weekend. I hope so. I mean, listen, being papaya orange. It ain't over for McLaren either. I, listen, 31 point, 31 and a half points, I think it's over. I'm, I'm, I'm it could swing faithful. really easily. In the constructors. I'm a, I'm a papaya faithful, right? I love the papaya. Lando is probably my second favorite driver behind uh, George Russell. Okay. Right? And then it's probably Lewis, you know? And then I like got Mick. Like, I like all, a lot of the drivers, just not Max and Valtteri. But the way I look at it is, like, if he made that move where he pulled a little bit left, probably about three a split second after, it's a whole different weekend. Yeah, because he like when he when he was on that fast, he had way more pace, and he pulled left, boom, tire punctured, and that was it. And Danny obviously had a crack chassis, so I'm not worried. about it. I don't know why they're devastated. Like Lando made a little bit of an error, and Danny obviously didn't get to finish the race, so they shouldn't be devastated. I understand they're angry, but I think McLaren will be fine. Like I said on multiple podcasts, but we'll see what happens. I'm feeling the McLaren. I'm feeling the pie orange. Okay, so so where does the pie finish? I th- I think. Uh, this listen, wishful thinking here, but Mercedes is not. I I don't think they're gonna have the one two. I think we're gonna go Lewis, Max, Valtteri, Lando, and fourth. Where's Checo? 
Checo is actually going to drop down. He's going to be seventh or eighth. Okay, I, I like it. I don't. I don't hate it. So let me ask you this: Why don't you think Mercedes has advantage? Because it's hard for me to. Valtteri is just. But they have that massive straight line speed. They do, but we we've seen that Valtteri has struggled. Can, he has, he can. but how much can you really struggle with that massive? I mean, straight? you. I would think that's obvious, but Max finds a way. My only thing too is, do you think that Mer- that Mercedes engine holds up? I think it does, now and I'm I think about, I think Max I'm is talking due. About performance. I think the performance will hold up because you know engines always drop off as you go, and that's why. You know, you brought it up on this pod. Like, man, wouldn't be surprised if Max has taken new engine. I wouldn't be surprised either. Like I said, unless something drastic happens, I still think it's this probably about eighty percent that Red Bull should win the championship because I just think Max is gonna take take Lewis out when he needs to. Yeah. Like if it's at the final race, don't be surprised if they're both tied. If Lewis wins the next two races, we're gonna have a double world champion. What happens if there's a double world champion? Do they race it out? Or is it like can margin that, of victory? I guess that can happen. Is there? Is it margin of victory? Hold on. Hold on. If Lewis... Wins the next two and, races. And Max ended the season with the exact same amount of points? Yes. What happens? We should look at this. Oh, my. I have never thought about this. It can definitely happen. Like, we ha- like Max is going to take him out. If it's 14-14, and listen, we don't know for sure, but Abu Dhabi is a Mercedes favorite track as of late, right? Max had a very good lap on it, right? He had a little incident, right? Oh, what happens in a tiebreaker? Let's see. Let's. You can't have a double champion. No, I think there's got to be some sort of tiebreaker. Is there? Fastest time? Oh, okay. Max would win. Why? Whoever won well, the most races over the course of the season is And champion. Max has won more races than Lewis has. Damn. So, yeah. So, Max... So, it's... Now that I heard that, it's definitely Max favored. Woo! Think about this, right? I think, I think if there was a major penalty, he'd be good. But if you're Max, you've won more races. If Lewis wins the next two, why aren't you taking him out? It's your title. Yeah, this is just uh, huge. I mean, you have to do it so it looks like an accident. It doesn't matter. You take the goddamn penalty next year. You're a world champion. Yeah, but you might get suspended or banned even. Bro, Senna Prost. He clearly took him out. Man, can you imagine? All you have to do, Kurt, is very... This is why. Kurt, all you have to do is on, t- on, is on the straight. When you go into that first corner, break a little late. Looks like a racing incident. Yeah, it's just a dangerous. I mean, you got to have the balls to do that, too. You don't think Max Verstappen has the balls to win a championship? So. Max Verstappen so. has the cojones. Man, that is wild. The fact that if we get a tiebreaker, Max is going to win. So... Theoretically, you can't say that. So that is why the last race, the last race, I mean, remember, there's fastest laps and all that stuff too, right? So even if Lewis wins, let's say they're tied, Max could just go for a blistering lap and take him out. Yeah. Lewis could do the same too, but I don't see Lewis doing that. Lewis Lewis is still we rise. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Let's get back into guitar. So, you think more Cl- you think McLaren takes over Ferrari this weekend? So, I think Mercedes when uh Mercedes walk away with the obviously the most points constructors wise. Um I think McLaren is uh, obviously Red Bull right behind. Who takes the lead, Pierre Gasly or Sebastian Vettel? For AlphaTauri. Uh sorry, my apologies. Who takes the lead, P- 
Pierre Gasly or Fernando and Esteban? Because let's be real, Yuki, he's in his own world. Pierre's Yuki's got a bottom, majority. Yuki's bottom tier. Yeah, well, I want to say bottom tier. He's a rookie. Pierre's got the majority of the points. And, you know, Esteban think, um, and, and um, Alonso have got um, uh, kind of together as a team got points. Pierre's just being solid, man. Like, you can't really count him out. He's going to finish in the top 10. Who gets more collective points together? Pierre or Alpine. Yeah. Wow. Because, um, you know, Alpine's getting more points, bro. I mean, they could finish 8-9 and get two points. They get three points, and Pierre could get, like, a 10th finish. I think, I think Alpine's going to have more points than Pierre. Okay, that's fair. And what does Aston Martin's weekend look like? Does Vettel, oh. does Vettel make a big push? Does I'll Lance tell you right now, Aston Martin, both drivers out of the points. Wow. Vettel's not top 10 this, this weekend. So why do you say that? Vettel's been on form lately. Yeah, but it's just not happening this weekend. I got other, I got other draggers coming up. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. We both are Seb fans as a person, not as a driver, right? We're not really Seb driver fans, right? I'm not at least, are you? Seb, yeah, he's just a nice guy. Uh, you like him as a person, yeah. right? If Seb somehow turned back the hands of time and became a world champion <laughs> and beat Lewis next year. <laughs> That's right? impossible. No, if he did, let's say Aston Martin pulled out some miracle. They're the best team. Would you, like, would you enjoy seeing Seb win? Or would you be mad because Lewis didn't win? Honestly, it's just it's it's so almost impossible. But why is it impossible? Anything can happen in the next. Anything can happen, but this just seems so far fetched, bro. Seb has shown us he can still drive. So hold on, let's just dive down Seb for a sec. Why is Seb not good anymore? It's not that. I mean, he's good, but like, why is he falling? Like, why can't he win? Is it really the performance? I mean, this year we know it is. Asmar is bad, but why couldn't he win in Ferrari? Uh, Ferrari wasn't up to Mercedes caliber. See, this is where until mm. until Ferrari cheated with their engine. He almost won in 2019, but then their engine was deemed. Man, imagine Seb wins in the Aston Martin. I guess it's not far fetched. It's not. I mean, you you like Lawrence Stroll, and I'm not a Lawrence Stroll fan, but like, let's say Lawrence does what he's actually gonna say, and he doesn't look like a complete idiot, right? So wow. think about that. Like, can you imagine Seb returning to form, dude? Well, that means he'd have five. He would have five. So, but. All things aside, I'm not asking if it's possible or not, right? I'm asking if it happens. I'd be. Um, would you be happy for Seb? I'd be happy for Seb, yeah. Are you, see, I would be happy for Seb too. But I like Seb. Like, imagine he beats George Russell by one point. I wouldn't be happy at that point. Currently, he is tied for third best in championships. Yeah, he is tied. If he win fifth, I mean, he's got to end Lewis and Schumacher. He's got to enter the discussion. The next, he, I mean. He's not in that, but he would be as no, no. He he can be the third driver. There's no one he else. He can enter the discussion. Doesn't mean he'll ever win it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you win four in a row and then you win one like ten years later, that's impressive. You, you get to enter the conversation. And you know what? It would separate him. What happens if what happens if Seb won seven? <laughs> Bro, say, then, then he's in the he is in the conversation. No, I'm saying okay. Think about it this way, right? So he does something similar to Shumi, right? So Shumi left, didn't win for a while, then he went far and dominated. So Seb left, took him 10 years to win again. Aston Martin has the best car. Let's say Aston Martin comes out with some banger of a car. Pace is unmatched. He's better than Lance Stroll. And he wins another three. Is he the GOAT? Just yes or no. We don't need a deep dive. This is about Qatar. Just yes or no. Yeah. I, I think I'd throw him in the GOAT yeah, to have that two sets of dominance. has got to be. Hold on. I want to ask this. I know this kind of getting off Qatar for a sec. Do you think motorsport 
the aging of you between 30 through 40 I don't think it changes performance. I don't think it's a thing. So you think performance it it I mean it has to. Let me put it this way. Schumacher was old and he was dominant. Lewis is old and he's dominant. Yeah. Can you be dominant at 40? We have yet to see it. But here's the thing though. If Schumacher never stopped racing and he stayed in the top car, do you think do you ever think his reign would end? Like, think about it, right? Like, mortality, right? Until we actually see someone mortal, like, Lewis is the first person we're going to see. Theoretically, if Lewis wins this one, he can win the next four if Mercedes is ahead of everybody. Yeah. Right? Until I actually see someone that's at the top that drops off, Senna died, Cross retired, all these legends that we know all retired prematurely. Jimmy came back. But he wasn't the same. Like, he didn't, he didn't retire going down. He retired at the top. Yeah, but when he came back with Mercedes, he was bad. Yeah, but you haven't raced for four years. That's fair. Right? So. I, we're going to see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Lewis does. Lewis will be, the, will be like the first kind of test study or test or case study. Uh, Williams. What does Williams weekend look like? It's bad. Williams is. George has a terrible weekend. He, George and Latifi. Uh, George returns to form on Saturday. Al qualifies his teammate. Um, I don't think he gets into uh, Q1, but. Okay. Yeah, he'll be in Q2. All right, we won't talk about Alfa Romeo because we gave Alfa Romeo a lot of airtime yesterday or two days ago. Last but not least, the team we always give airtime to, our homies in America, by Russian sponsorship, Haas. What does their weekend look like? 1920, bro. Fair, but I want to, I want to dive deeper into that. I, Do I like we see that some... <laughs> Do we have, see some frustrations pile up and drive to survive at this track? We are in the final three. I'm calling it right now. Gunter is done. Oh, he, he lost his shit on somebody. No, no. He's out of F1 next year, bro. Ooh. He gets fired. Oh, okay, okay. But anyways. The, the, but let's get back to the question. Let's get back to the question. We'll, do, we'll deep dive into Gunther after. Or should we save a special episode for Gunther alone? He's getting his tribute, bro. Okay, we'll, special <laughs> we'll, okay we'll save Gunther for another time. Does Gunther lose his shit on somebody within these next three races on Drive to Survive? I feel like he's lost his shit all year. We just haven't seen it because F1 has pretty much vanished him to the dark, dark. I'm talking about Drive to Survive. Do we see it from these last three? Uh, I think we see, oh, one million percent because the pressure's mounting. And I think he feels like his, he's on the hot seat. So Who does he lose it on, Nikita or Mick? Neither. We see him losing on his staff, his engineers. Oh, what about Gene? And I and I can see potentially him telling Gene to f off and say you can take your shitty race team somewhere. <laughs> he just goes to Gene and be like, Gene, go to the scrapyards yourself. <laughs> yeah, and he tells Gene to f off a hundred percent and okay. tells him to take his team and shove it up his ass. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, we're about to wrap up the show, so we're gonna do our, our weekly stuff. We'll start with dragger of the week. So my dragger. Is gonna be none other than Giovinazzi. <laughs> wow, you're betting on Giovinazzi. <laughs> Yo, he's going out strong, bro. He's going out strong. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, who do I want to pick for mine? Okay. I mean, he's not. I'm rolling with my boy, Yuki. Yukes? I think Yuki's gonna have a good week. Yo, Yuki, the rookie, eh? I think Yuki's he's had have a, a really strange up and down year. Uh, Hot headed. Obviously, he's young. 
So I'd like to see him do well. Yeah, I would like to see him do well too. I like to see him end off with a fi- uh, strong finish. By the way, I know we talked about this like offline, but did you ever guess Yuki was five two? I never guessed it until we talked about it. And I'm like, holy damn. <laughs> Yuki is short, bro. Yeah, yeah. There is short and then there's actually short. Like, I'm short. I'm like 5'8". And I'm short. But Yuki's bro, like... you would tower over short. Yuki. Short. Yeah, Yuki is short. So that's why I'm like... I was shocked when I knew Yuki was uh, 5'2". Um, driver of the week. Kent, I guess. That's the way we should. Yeah, driver of the weekend. Who you got? My driver for the weekend. Don't pick Lewis because you always pick Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick... I'm going Lando. Okay, you're going Lando. Okay. Give me your qualifying. What, is, what does it look like? Actually, you know what? We're going to do, do a little deeper dive. Practice one. Practice oh, two, practice bro, three. We, no, who looks the best? Just give me quick. Who looks the best? Oh, one? through practice, it's going to be clear. Lewis is going to look the best. Lewis is going to look the best through all three. Yeah. I got I got Mercedes. Mercedes and Red Bull look the hottest in practice three. All right. Qualifying. Hit me with your top top 10 or top five. What do you want to do today? We always switch. No, we go top five. Top okay. five on the quality. All right, here we go. Uh, Lewis is starting on pole. Max is starting on second. Lando starting on third, just how I said it's going to be in the race. There's going to be no changes there. Fourth place, we're going to have um, Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. Fifth is Checo. Okay. I have, and this is barring no penalties, right? This is We always do this with no penalties. I have Valtteri one, Lewis two. Max three, Checo fourth, and Lando fifth. Bro, we got no Ferraris in the top five. I got no Ferraris in the top Woo! five. No, I don't. Th- Actually, no. It's kind of stupid for us not for Ferrari. They have the newest engine, and their engine's got a lot. Well, of Well, think about power. it. I just went Mercedes, Red Bull with Pierre as a surpriser. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on that. You we know just, what? You know what? I'm pulling out Checo and putting my boy Charles in. All right, Charles is five. Charles is five for me. Cool. Okay, one, two, th- uh, one to five race racing day. I said it. So I got Lewis Max, uh, Lewis Max, Lando. No, yeah, Land- Lewis Max, Lando, Valtteri, Valtteri Jacko. It's pretty simple. You think it's that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going one two Mercedes front row lockout. Listen, I want to see Lando on the podium. I'm gonna see a front row lockout from Mercedes. Not a front row lockout. That's what I call. We're gonna see a one two finish from Mercedes. Who's it gonna be? One. I'll say Lewis. Lewis is clutch. Lewis right, is clutch. Let's go. I know. I know. I said I could see Valtteri being there, but like everything tells me Lewis is gonna come on like a beast again. You know what? I'm mixing it up. I'm going Lando too, bro. I'm showing some faith in my boy. Woo! We're gonna have a Lando podium. Uh, yeah, I, we're gonna have a Lando podium. I'm gonna put that in the that air. That is gonna be amazing. So I'm going one Lewis, two Lando. Forget my one, two Mercedes, three Valtteri, four Max, and I think Checo doesn't finish. All right, so who's fifth? Oh, easy. Charles Leclerc. Charles. All right. Any last words about Qatar? (sighs) It's just something about race week that makes me happy every time. Triple headers are great. Oh, yeah. Triple headers are awesome. But then we go off of like it's a high. Then we're done for like two weeks, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, we forgot to do our driver of the day. Who's your driver of the day? Not from the top five. Who's going to make their way up the, the ranks before we sign off? My driver was Giovinazzi. My driver for the weekend is Lando. My driver of the day. Race day, like race day. Race day driver of the day. Who makes it up their way up or something like that. You know what? You're going to roll Giovinazzi? No, bro. I already went with Giovinazzi as my dragger. So my driver of the day, I'm going to keep it, keep it 100 and give my boy Raikkonen 
You give him Raikkonen. I'm, I'm keeping it all within the Alfa Romeo. You think Raikkonen has a good weekend? I think Raikkonen does well. You know, it's, he's every single race for him now, it's sailing on into the sunset, so he needs to be special. Yeah, I got Seb. I think Seb is going to have the best Sunday. Like, I think Seb's going to I'm telling you, Williams, have a really good Haas, race. and Aston, they're bottom, bottom three. Yeah. No, really? Oh, oh yeah, because you got Alfa over them. Okay, cool. I like it. So we'll see you guys back on Saturday around, I want to say like 2 p.m. Eastern. You're. All right, cool. We'll talk to you guys next time, man. You know, lights out. Yo. Here we go. Before we do wrap, I just want to say thank you to every single person that's listening to the pod. Um, Obviously, you can tell we love F1, so we appreciate everyone that's tapping in. If you guys can all do us a huge, huge favor, um, if you haven't already, rate, review, follow the pod on whichever platform you're using, and tell your friends to get in. F1's growing. It's on the it's on the come up. Just point in the drive to survive. Tell them to tell the girl Netflix and show with drive yeah, to survive. Watch some drive to survive and then follow Lift and Coast. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, we'll sign out and have fun, guys. It's gonna be a great weekend. Peace.